How are we doing tonight? Why don't we all go ahead and stand to our feet? You weren't born in 83. Makes you, it's great to feel old, isn't it? Huh? Let me tell you. Yeah, God has been faithful for many, many years. We just had our 34th wedding anniversary, Esther and I. We got married when just uh, August 16th. We got married when we were about eight years old. It's an old Latin custom, you know, prearranged thing. No. And uh, we met at Bible school. We went to Bible school at Rama Bible Training Center. And so I know your pastor and, and Beth from as well. And uh, um, we, we met at Bible school during orientation week. And and I kept seeing this girl everywhere I went. She was like a stalker. And everywhere I went, she was with me. And I finally, you know, got my arm and cried uncle and said, oh, I do. I, no, not really. Just it was one of those things where you, where you meet and it was God. And, and it just was like that. So um, it's been wonderful. So I love you, honey, very much. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you tonight for your goodness. Thank you. The Holy Spirit is here and he will lead us and he will guide us into all truth. Thank you so much tonight, Lord, for all of us having hearing ears and eyes that are open to behold wondrous things from your word. We are strong in you and the power of your might. We also pray for Pastor Mike and Beth. Thank you for your blessing upon them mightily. A great time while they're away of refreshing and renewal and divine protection as they travel. Thank you so much for your goodness tonight. We pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Before you sit down, shake somebody's hand. Tell them, pay attention tonight. Tell them God's going to talk to you. He does. He talks to us in his word. Are you with me? Let's turn, please, in our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40. Isaiah, please, chapter number 40. Listen, you are stronger than you think. Amen? Say it with me. I am stronger than I think. Say it again. I am stronger than I think. Now, what are my life, and I'm sure we all have life verses, verses that really stand out to us, especially when we were young in the Lord and first kind of growing up in the Word and something really spoke to us. And one for me is Ephesians 6, verse number 10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It says, be strong in who? The Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It's a verse that's about strength. It just says, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. And uh, August 16th was our anniversary, 34 years. And, and amazingly, August 17th of last year, 2013, uh, I was in the, it was a Saturday morning. Uh, I was in 24 hour fitness. I was on the cardio machine and uh, I had a heart attack, mild heart attack on the cardio machine. Can you believe that? Look, how, I, mean, I look great, don't I? I mean, can you believe that? You know, I couldn't believe it either. And, uh, and, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I'm on the machine and all of a sudden, it was just a few minutes on, and I start feeling all the symptoms. People talk about pressure and arm tingly and shortness of breath and perspiration, all, all those things. And so uh, I went ahead and got off and thought, well, maybe I'm just, you know, I thought it was indigestion at first, you know. And, you know, I'm I eat spicy food all the time, you know. And so anyway, I go, I go upstairs and... I thought maybe I just kind of relax and kind of warm up and I'll just do a little lifting, you know, and I'll be all right. But it began to intensify. And it's, it's just funny. It just all of a sudden it was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. It was like, you know, I thought I thought I put it down. I did. I did. You know, it's it like that. I think I'm having a heart attack. It's like, I don't know if you've heard, anybody ever can, can relate to this, but it's like, it's like it dawns on you. I'm having a heart attack. I can't believe this, you know. And so anyway, so I knew I, I I, I knew something was wrong, and so um, uh, what I did, I don't recommend, but it's what I did. And I had a, a tremendous sense of focus. 
I just basically got, uh, put, you know, my, put my stuff away, went down to my car and drove myself to the hospital. And so I just thought it was the fastest way to get there. I didn't think, I, just what I thought. I got chewed out by a paramedic for this, but that's another story. All right. So the entire time I'm driving down the road, it's only going to be a few minutes from the, from the gym to the to San Dimas Hospital. We li- live in San Dimas. I kept saying Ephesians 6.10, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I just kept saying it. I just kept saying it. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. I had an amazing sense of peace, amazing sense of focus, it's like I knew what to do. It was almost like tunnel vision, like everything else, uh, traffic and all that sort of thing. I didn't think much about that, or I didn't think, I, I never thought I was going to pass out and wreck. And after I did this, my cousin's telling me, oh, I know two guys who did that, man. They wrecked and they died and everything. I'm like, well, thanks for telling me that, you know. I, but when I'm going down the road and, I, and I'm feeling all these symptoms, I just kept saying over and over and over again, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I just kept saying it. I'm strong and it was relaxed and I was breathing and just, I never had a sense of panic. I had an amazing sense of calm, which is crazy when I think about it. it when it happens, it kind of, it's like in slow motion, it seems like, and you think about it later. And I'm just saying I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And so they, they ran the wire and the stint and I was good and went home the next day and and I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I want to share with you tonight how to stay strong when things go wrong, all right? How to stay strong because sometimes things go wrong and we don't even see it coming. I mean, I'm in the gym when this thing hits me. One of my friends told me, that's why I never go there. A place will kill you, you know? <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, I'm trying, well, I actually eat a lot better now than I did back in those days. I kind of fooled myself and think I can eat whatever I want to. I'm going to the gym, but that's just not true. And I found out the hard way. So notice here Isaiah 48, or Isaiah 40, 28, if you will, please. We'll read down through verse number 30. Isaiah 40, verse number 28. It says, I'm reading from the New King James. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. That, that means it never comes to an end. doesn't mean you can't search it out and find it out. It means there's no end to his understanding. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Everybody say strength. Say it again, strength. It says he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. So being strong is not an issue of youthfulness. It's not an issue of, well, you know, when I was younger, I was stronger. But now, you know, that's not it. It's all about what you believe. It's being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew their what? Strength. Shall renew their what? Strength. Write it down somewhere. Strength is renewable. Strength is a renewable thing. You might feel like I have no strength right now, but you can renew your strength. You can recharge a battery. You can renew your strength. 
You might say, I felt strong last week, but not this week. But you can renew your strength. There are things that we can do to renew our strength and be strong in the Lord. And when something comes you didn't even see coming, man, we're ready for it. We can be strong when things go wrong. He says here, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who wait on the Lord. Now, if you go to a nice restaurant, we went for an anniversary, a very nice restaurant, had dinner, and uh, the person who walks up to the table to take your order is called a waiter. They're there to wait on us. They're there to serve us. And if they're good, whatever we desire, whatever we want, they take care of it. And if they're good, they have a good attitude. I'm really big on the attitude. How about you? I believe attitude is more important than aptitude. There are a lot of smart people we can't stand. Right? I mean, they're smart, we just can't stand it. There's not, they're not, not common sense smart, you know? And so if they've got a good attitude, then they're going to really be that much better of a waiter if they're happy to be there. You ever gone someplace and you walk in there and you're going to spend your money and you're going to give them a tip and you're not going to like, it's like I'm bothering this person. But a good waiter is there to serve and they're happy and they like what they do and they're there just to really obey whatever your wishes are. Think of that. Think of waiting on the Lord in those terms like that. It's not waiting around for God to do something. I'm just waiting for God. I don't know where he is. I'm waiting for God. I wish he would show up. That's not what it is. It's waiting on the Lord. It's spending time in his presence. And as I spend time in his presence, I renew my strength. Now, the word renew also translates exchange. There's an exchange that goes on. I give up my weakness and receive his strength. In one place, the Apostle Paul said, when I am weak, in him I am strong. When I reach the end of my ability and have done all that I can do, in him I am strong. So pray and obey. Pray and obey. Say it with me. Pray and obey. Tell your neighbor, pray and obey. Tell your other neighbor, or tell them they didn't get it that time, tell them again, pray and obey. Years ago, I was in a conference, and Dr. Paul Cho from Seoul, Korea was speaking. I think maybe still now, but at that time, had the largest church in the entire world. And somebody asked him, what's the secret of, of having so many people and He had them all in cell groups and thousands and thousands and thousands of cell groups. And he says, well, I pray and I obey. That's all he said. And he kind of laughed. (laughs) I pray and I obey. You know, I never forgot that. Pray and obey. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, again, Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So joy and strength are tied together. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The Bible says to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Philippians 4 verse number 4. So there are certain things I rejoice in every single day. Hear me carefully. Joy 
It's not tied to the emotions. Joy will affect my emotions, but joy comes from my spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, fruit of the spirit. You with me now? So it's in my heart. I can choose to be joyful. I can choose to be joyful on Interstate 5, man. (laughs) Or up where I live, it's 10 and 6.05. I mean, you know, you just have to choose. You're there. You may as well be joyful, right? Does complaining make traffic move any faster? Does complaining make people any more respectful when they're cutting you off? Of course not. It just ruins your day. So there are certain things I choose to be joyful about every single day. I rejoice in my salvation. Jesus said, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And joy is tied to strength. So I thank God all the time. Thank you for my salvation. Lord, thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for my salvation. When I was first a Christian, I was born again in 1977. 77, 78. Went to Bible school in 79. And, and back in those days, I was in a church, and, and that was in the late 70s. And, and, uh, and, and in this particular church, they would have this old-fashioned, just stand up right where you are and share a testimony meeting, right in the service. And so we'd have some praise and worship, and we'd have long, you know, two-and-a-half-hour services, these long, that's back in the charismatic days, these long services, you know. And so our pastor would be up there, and and he would just, we'd sing for 45 minutes, and then he'd say, well, has anybody got something to share? And people would just stand up and just begin to share something God did in their life that week or some testimony or some, something that happened. They led someone to the Lord or some breakthrough or some answer to prayer or something. And there was this one couple. Um, I'll never forget. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm an 18-year-old kid. I'm just a young kid sitting there. And every time they would share, and they would share quite frequently things that God was doing in their life, They would always begin by saying, I want to thank God for my salvation. I want to thank God for my salvation. And I just never forgot that. I want to thank God for my salvation. Are you thankful for your salvation? Do you rejoice because your name is written in heaven? Jesus says rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So something I am joyful for every single day is I rejoice in my salvation. I rejoice in God's goodness. I rejoice in God's faithfulness. I rejoice in God's promises. His word says that, Lord, your word is a joy and rejoicing of my heart. I know this. Every believer has way more to be thankful for than they're usually thankful for. Isn't it true? Every believer has way more to be joyful about than they're normally joyful about. If they would just think about it. Hey, it's good to be alive. I can tell you firsthand. I found out later on that the artery that I had blocked, 100% blocked. I was talking to my dog. This happened on a Saturday. I went home on a Sunday. I saw my primary doctor on Monday. Esther was with me. And there's all this data and all this stuff's on CD-ROM. I actually saw the CD-ROM of my heart and all the stint placement and all this. And uh, saw a video of it. So my doctor's sitting there and he's looking at the data. He's looking at me. I'm sitting there. I'm feeling good. I felt a little weak, but I'm feeling good, you know. And I'm rejoicing. I'm here. <laughs> Amen. And so he's sitting there looking at me and, and looking at the data, looking at Esther. And he goes, you know, this just happened the day before yesterday? I said, yeah, Saturday morning, you know. And, and uh, how do you feel? I, I feel good. I'm a little weak, but I feel good. Because they tell you what artery was blocked. You know, I forgot to ask. 
And I did forget to ask. And that kind of thing would interest me. And I go, no. He goes, well, you know, in medical terms, we call this one the widow maker. Left anterior, descending. And I said, really? He goes, you could have died. And at that second, it hit me. It was a very sobering moment for me right then. Esther began to just tell him, you know, well, we're believing God and we're praying and we're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. In fact, um, maybe you should share for a second how you stayed strong in all that. What do you think? Can I just, can I be all right? Is there a mic right here? Good. Put my wife on the spot night. All right. Thanks. Oh, you got a better one? Here's what happened. Esther gets a phone call. Come to the hospital right now. Click. Kind of like that, right? Isn't she beautiful, yeah. everybody? Thank huh? you. Esther, how did you stay strong? What, how... Uh, well, first of all, I'm really glad you're here tonight. You're in a good place tonight because every time we hear the word, it's giving us strength. And uh, so anyway, I was. Um, he, we had been in a really good series of talking about God's strength and um I've been teaching we a had series been, on Sundays, uh, dismissing yeah. service with uh you know I am strong in the Lord and so when I got that phone call uh the the attendant was really quick she was really just like uh, wouldn't let me ask any questions she just kept interrupting me and saying uh don't wait come right now because I'm like, wait a minute, how could it be? He had just driven into the driveway. Because uh, what he didn't say was <laughs> he came from out. the uh, gym, came to the house to get his driver's license because he figured they're going to ask who he is card. and his insurance card. I did that. And I'm like, honey, they would have just taken you. They're not going to let you die at the doorstep. But anyway, he came home and got that. And he thought if I That's was true. up, I would just take him to the hospital. We're just live minutes away from the right. hospital. Right. And so I heard, the, heard him come in. I heard him say something to my son's friend and then drive back out. I'm like, oh, wow, I guess he went to the store. Well, minutes later, I get the phone call. And so all I can think is that he's been in an accident. And, uh, you know, of course, you get... The way the lady spoke to me, I'm picturing, you know, a bad accident. And so I just immediately began to pray life over him. And um, <laughs> sorry, um, call Jeff here. And uh, when I shared this at our church, I didn't even get emotional, but I don't know why. Maybe a year later, I'm just thankful my husband is still with me. Amen. But at the moment, I was such had such confidence that God had foreseen this, and he would protect him. So I just began to pray and thank the Lord that whatever it was, God had already foreseen, and that my husband was uh, will live and not die. And whatever it is, I just thank you, Lord God, you're protecting him, and um, all will be well. And so when I got there, uh, I saw him laying in the in the bed and he said hi honey so i'm like phew okay good so then when the uh doctor tells me your husband's having a heart attack i i guess i'm smiling i mean i don't know what to say i'm not like i'm not gonna be like uh oh my gosh you know <laughs> he says your husband's having a heart attack and i guess because i'm very calm he's he looks at me and says your husband is having a heart attack right now so i said okay 
But, <laughs> okay. I know, but so later, so then he walks away. And so my son and I immediately lay hands on him and command his heart to function and operate like it needs to. And uh, we just called him healed and whole and strong. And he will recover. And, he, and, and we just call his body healed. And uh, so then when um, he was on the way to the hospital. They transferred they, me from that one to a, to a cath lab at Covina okay, Hospital. Right. right. Uh, they did see an immediate change it in opened up on the way. his heart. And yeah. so the doctor, all three doctors kept telling us, your husband's a very lucky man. And um, I, I was bold to just say, well, that's because God saved him. And uh, right. I think one of the things that keeps us strong in difficult times is immediately remembering you are not alone. Yes. That God is on your side and that you can depend upon God and that his word will always deliver and he will do what he's promised he will do. So our confidence in God has to be renewed and refreshed and built up when things are good. So that when things are bad, and things are going to get bad at times, we'll be ready. And that's what's going to come out of our mouth. So instead of words of fear coming out of your mouth, you can have words of life coming out of your mouth. And so that's how I remain strong in that situation is that my confidence was immediately in God. That it, it is in God we can trust. And God never lets us down. And his word is always true. Amen. Amen. Thanks, honey. Just sit it down. Okay. Let's turn to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 30. If you will, please. 1 Samuel 30. And let's see what David did, how he stayed strong when things went wrong. In 1 Samuel 30, he's just, you know, obeying God, leading his armies out and so forth. And, and while he's out, the enemy snuck in behind while they were gone and attacked their, their city, burned it down, and took everybody away captive. It was so bad, and his men were so distraught over losing their wives and their sons and their daughters and their families and everything, they spoke of actually stoning David to death right then. They wanted to put the blame on somebody. And what did David do? to stay strong at a time like this. If you go on reading the story, down to about verse number 18, it says, David recovered all. David recovered all. And so can you if you will stay strong. You can recover everything as well if you'll do what he did and if you'll stay strong. Glory to God. Oh, I had, I saw, I had my one-year checkup yesterday with the cardiologist. He said, as far as I'm concerned, you're in complete remission. I'll see you next year. I'm like, yes, I want the words I wanted to hear, amen? Everything is great. Thank God for his goodness, amen. So 1 Samuel 30, verse 1, now what happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invited, invaded the south in Ziklag, they attacked Ziklag and they burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who, who were there from small to great. They didn't kill anyone but they carried them away and went, and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive. And then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept. 
until they had no more power to weep. You ever grieve like that? Some kind of a loss? Maybe a death? Something completely unexpected? And here you are doing the right thing, going about your business, and all of a sudden something comes just out of the blue like that? It happened right here with David. And it says they wept and they wept and they wept and they grieved until they had no more power to weep. David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. The time comes for all of us. We're going to all find ourselves at a time like this where we must strengthen ourselves in the Lord our God. It says in the King James Version, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Mark spoke earlier about the blessing being conferred down upon the sons. That was always done verbally. They always spoke the blessing. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue of the wise is health, the Bible says. David encouraged himself. David strengthened himself. Something came out of his mouth. We have to always watch the first words that come out of our mouth when crisis comes. Because they set direction and they set the tone. Uh, James chapter 3 says that that the, the hell is set on fire by our tongue. Are you with me now? And so we want to make sure that we watch the words. He compares the tongue to the bit in the mouth of a horse and the rudder on a ship in James chapter 3. Both the bit and the rudder give direction. Small in comparison to a great vessel of ships. Small in comparison to the great horse. But those small things give, give direction. And hell tries to set your tongue on fire. Are you with me now? And so David did not let anything negative come out of his mouth. He didn't say, why did this happen? Write this down someplace. When the crisis comes, don't wallow in the why. Please. There may be time later to ask God why or what could I have done differently, if anything. And you may or may not ever get an answer on that. Sometimes we don't know. But the issue is not, you can, you can wallow in the why and you drown. You can wallow in the why and there's no victory there. Instead of praying, and if you go on reading here, David said, bring me the ephod. That's the linen garment that the priest wore. He took his armor off. You don't wear armor into God's presence. You're not fighting with God. He put on the priestly garment. And he went there and got with God and said, God, what should I do? Should I pursue this troop? Should I I overtake them? And God said, pursue, because you will surely recover all. So instead of saying, why, God, why, please hear me. Instead of saying, why, God, why, pray, what, God, what? What do I do? What's the next step? What's the strategy? What are you leading me to do right here? What verse can I stand upon? What promise can I stand upon? What, what word, what can you give me here, Lord? What, what's the next step? 
If he had not taken the time to put on the priestly garment and inquire of God, he wouldn't have heard from God the instructions, go and pursue this troop because you will surely recover all. If he had just wallowed in, why this? Why me? I thought I was anointed to be the king. I already slew the giant. I killed the bear, killed the lion, killed the giant. Why is this? This is not right. This is not fair. Life ain't fair. Is that news to anybody? All kinds of things happen that are not right and not just. But they do. But you are an overcomer. You are a world overcomer. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. The issue is, do you believe that about you? What do you say about you? When the crisis comes, what are you saying about yourself? Many people just give themselves a a mental and emotional and verbal beating. You're such a loser. You're so stupid. How could you let this happen? You could have done better. Da, 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 da. And if somebody else did that to you, if somebody got in your face and said, you're an idiot, you're a jerk, you're stupid, you're lame, there would be a fist fight. Right? But then we'll sit there and do it to ourselves. Think of ourselves as mental and emotional beating when God's saying, no, 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 you're strong in the Lord and the power is might. Be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. That's what David did. Man, I mean, it was so bad. These are David's mighty men who when they came to him, they were destitute, they were, they were depressed, they were broke, they were, all, they were homeless, they were all messed up. They get around David, he makes them these great mighty men. That history records. And those guys turned on David. Those guys spoke of stoning David. Talk about unjust and unfair. If it wasn't for him, they would have still been out there homeless, vagrants, and and whatever. Are you listening to me now? So don't be surprised when somebody you pour your life into puts a knife in your back. Don't be surprised when somebody you've poured your life into goes their other way or something like that. Just say, thank God I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. God, what's the next assignment? What are you saying to me now? I'm waiting upon you. What are you saying to me? I'm waiting on you. What is your desire? I'm waiting upon you. I'm going to renew my strength. I'm waiting upon you. Strength is renewable. Lord, I'm waiting upon you. See, focus on Christ, not the crisis. Focus on Christ within you, not the crisis happening all around you. Are you listening to me now? And that's what David did. It says, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He focused on God, not the problems. Listen, say what God has already said about you. That's what I kept saying. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. What you might say is, I'm, an, I'm a world overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. If God be for me, who can be against me? Greater is He who is in me than he who is in this world. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? God is on my side. He takes my part with them who help me. If God is for me, who can be against me? I mean, just say what the Word says. What are you saying when crisis comes? What are you saying? Man, use your thoughts to build yourself up, not tear yourself down. Use your words to build yourself up, not tear yourself down. Listen, use your imagination to see hope, not destruction. You just use your mind to see hope, to see things turn, not things just going down the tubes. Are you listening to me now? 
And again, instead of praying, why did this happen to me? David prayed, Lord, what should I do? At some point, remember, we have to do something. At some point, we have to do something. Not presumptuous. We pray. We ask God what he's saying for me to do. You know, it's the craziest thing. She mentioned about the ride from the one hospital to the other. That's when I was with a paramedic. And so I drove myself to the hospital. I walked in, told them, I think I'm having a heart attack. They said, okay, come this way, you know. And, and yes, you are, and so forth there. So anyway, they didn't have the facilities at Sandema, so they took me to Covina, which is one of the top cath labs up in the San Gabriel Valley. So I'm riding with a paramedic, right, in the ambulance and all this. And I'm in my gym clothes. I've got every, you know, gym shirts, shorts, and, and shoes on and everything. And so he's talking to me, and I'm, I'm awake the entire time. And, and so we, I start, he starts, were you in the gym? Yeah, I just got in my car and drove me. because you drove yourself to the hospital? You never do that. Boy, he starts tearing into me. I'm like, dude, I'm having a heart attack. Relax, you know, like that, you know. He starts like, he really starts to rebuke me. He really starts to, you know, get on my case about it. Because we got all these people called 911 who never should call. And then guys like you should call and you don't. And, you know, like that, you know. And so, um, so that went on just like that going on down there. But the entire time I just kept saying, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. For whatever reason, it just seemed like the thing for me to do was just to drive myself. And it worked. I'm not saying for somebody else to do that. I'm just saying it, it, it worked for me. It, it just, I just, like, I, I just knew what to do. David here prayed, God, what do I do? Do we regroup? Do we strategize? Do we pursue? And God said, pursue. If you read the story, they could begin to pursue. And they find a guy who was cast off from those Amalekites who had been one of their servants, and, and he got sicker, and they, they left him to die. So David and his men came. They fed him. They treated him well. And, he, and they, who are you? He tells them who, who he is. He was with them when they burnt Ziklag down. And David says, well, can you take me to where they are? Yes, I can. And that's how they recovered all. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. They found a guy who knew where they were. Isn't that amazing? What a co- coincidence. Nothing. That was God. And God has all kinds of ways to recover things in your life, too. You've never even thought of crazy ways, wild ways, unimaginable ways. But he'll do it. If we will do our part and stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Are you listening to me now? So don't wallow in the why. Pray and obey. In fact, just get in the habit of pray and obey. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? Maybe someone tonight is in a crisis. Maybe it's family, business. Financial, marital, health. There's all kinds of ways. And, and it might have been like just, just, I was just going about my business and just wham, it seemed to come out of nowhere. That's what I felt like. I mean, like any other Saturday, I'm on that cardio machine and wham, it seemed to come out of nowhere. Pray and obey. Think strong thoughts. Say strong words. Stay with the word. Encourage yourself. Strengthen yourself in the Lord your God. And you will without fail recover all. Let's pray. Lord, thank you tonight for your goodness. Thank you. We are in 
Christ. We read from Isaiah, the Lord isn't tired. He's not weary. He doesn't faint. He gives power to the faint. To them who have no might, he increases strength. As we wait upon you, you renew our strength. We can say, Ephesians 6.10, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That is who we are in Christ tonight. Lord, you know what's happening right now in different individuals' lives. You know who's in crisis. You know right now, Lord, who needs breakthrough. You know right now those who need to recover all. Our part is to strengthen ourselves and the Lord our God. Our part is to encourage ourselves and the Lord to be strong and having done all to stand, to stand, therefore. Say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am strong in the Lord and the power of His might. The Lord is the strength of my life and my portion forever. Greater is He who is in me than he who is in this world. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What command do unto me?